With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, Facebook, um, um, and, uh, yeah, um, Spotify, uh, all the digital platforms. Awesome. We are out there. Yes. Awesome. Well, uh, this has been a treat. Uh, I, I I love the Weather Girls. I love the legacy of the Weather Girls. I'm glad they're. Thank I'm you. glad the Weather Girls are still around after all Thank these years. I'm, 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 I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad that uh, the music is still there because yeah. you know I, I I turn on some of these old 70s and 80s you know music video channels on like Pluto TV and stuff. And I see, I see stuff like Millie Vanilli, and I'm like, what the hell ever happened to those guys? I never have, I never have to, I never have to ask that with the Weather Girls, because you guys are constantly doing stuff. So I think that's great. Right, constantly moving, keeping the music going, keeping the music live. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, have yourself a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas, my friend, and I hope, I hope to talk to you after the first of the year. Thanks for doing this, and. uh, Thanks for chatting with me, my friend. I really appreciate it. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. There they go. That's the Weather Girls. And uh, we are going to go to this song. It is Celebrate Christmas. And it is here on your world famous Cheeky Check Radio Yeah. 
That is the Weather Girls. <laughs> it is your world famous Chi Jaguar Radio broadcast coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio. There we are. Back to me. I'm not like Alex Jones. I'm not going to yell at my crew because the crew is uh, me. <laughs> That is the Weather Girls. Thanks for joining us here on our big broadcast. And we are going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we have got more coming up. It is the big broadcast, coast to coast. And butter. More coming up at JiggyJaguar.com. a fish in a hurricane it's the jiggy jaguar experience when was the last time you went to the aquarium on a tuesday afternoon with your daughter in this economy since you lost your job probably every week and since you have no money you put it on your visa go ahead sonny charge it there is no debtors shawshank so get busy living and get busy charging you damn right. Let's put a trip to Mexico on that card. We'll go see my friend, Andy Dufresne. Visa. It's everywhere you want to be. Hey, look. They're showing March of the Penguins at the Multiplex. Let's get the extra large hot buttered popcorn. That's a whole tub. Now this is fun. I'm gonna let out a whoop whoop. Visa, taking charge of your life. Just like a gerbil in a batting cage, it's the Jiggy Jaguar experience. Now appearing everywhere, it's Witter. Don't miss it. We All the way from now. Back live here on our big program. We are coast to coast. We are border to border on iHeartRadio today and also AMFM247.com. Tune in iTunes. And of course, we have the fantastic NSK with us today, Norwegian Soft Kitten. Which, by the way, I just love that name. It is amazing. <laughs> and uh, and we, do have, we do have a quick update for Glenn. The last time we had Glenn on this program, we did um, a mockery of legal paperwork uh, with Terrence Hayes. And we eventually got our legal paperwork. And we eventually did a Zoom uh, court trial with uh, Terrence. And all I had to do was say nothing and terrence buried himself and by the time the court uh, we were sitting there and at one point terrence made a comment about uh you know he thought that this was stalking and all these amazing things and the judge kept asking him you know none of this has anything to do with stalking um all this is first amendment freedom of speech and then at that point Terrence decided, well, he was going to sue the judge, and he threatened the judge in court. And at that point, the Zoom call ended, they threw the case out, and they fined Terrence Hayes. 
So <laughs> that is the update. He also did say at one point in a in a Facebook video after we talked about it that he was going to be suing Norwegian Soft Kitten as well. Which yes. at some point you probably will get legal paperwork. So who knows? so what has nsk been up to uh during the holiday season here my friend uh not a whole lot messing around with the guitar a little bit you know hang come up with some new songs uh doing interviews getting played on radio stations just kind of doing the music thing that's awesome that's awesome so what has been the reaction uh to to the radio stations and folks that have been playing your music and and everything that you guys are, are are involved in it's been really good. We've been invited to play live at a few places and uh, we've good. never played live. We're, we're a studio band. And since it's just me and Alan, just the two of us, we're like, what the heck would we do playing live? We can't play. You know, eight instruments <laughs> what the hell are we doing playing live? <laughs> That's so, awesome. yeah, we had a music festival has invited us to play as well. And so Alan and I are starting to throw some ideas around about well, how good would the two of us get all this music played on stage and eh, we might have to have some recorded music that we play and sing along to. And I I know that's done quite a bit. You know, we're also thinking about, eh, could we bring three or four other musicians in to round out the band for some live performances? So yeah, we'll see. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if you guys decide to do that route, where are you going to be recruiting some of these folks? Uh, I imagine we'd probably go back to Denver. That's where Alan and I first met and started recording. Neither of us are anywhere close to Denver now, but uh, I'm good friends with Jeff Johnson, who was the lead guitarist for Torch the Wagon, which was a pretty solid band in Denver. So we could get him to play, uh, you know, start asking around to some of the people we know in Denver who might want to join us. I keep getting told by bands, though, you know, these bands that only have two or three people that they're playing live all the time with pre-recorded music, and then they just play their instruments along with it. So considering Alan and I are kind of lazy, we'll probably go that route. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. We're just kind of lazy. That is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, so... We'll see what happens there. Uh, we've you know, thrown ideas around that we might not even actually call them concerts. We call it a, the Norwegian Soft Kitten Experience. That's because we fantastic. have no idea what would, what would end up happening while we're on stage. And, of course, my mantra is if we ever play live, and I tell Alan this all the time, we got to do the old you know, CBGB punk mantra, uh, mantra that enthusiasm is more important than talent. And as long as we're out there just going insane, ah, we probably won't get booed off the stage. <laughs> so you guys have been doing some some incredible stuff and making music and and, and all these things. Uh, if if you guys decided to do, you know, live performances and everything, where where the hell are you going? Well, the two places that are really pushing us are both uh, one's in Philadelphia and one's just outside Philadelphia. There's a radio station in Philadelphia that's been giving us a ton of airplay and they keep saying, you got to come here. You got to come here and play live. And then a a music festival uh, near Philly then has been listening to us and said, yes, if you come and 
play for them. You got to come to our festival as well and play our festival. And I'm originally from the East Coast, uh, Southern New Jersey, not far from Philadelphia. That's right. Yeah, I'm originally from Jersey. So I'd be able to get some family out and all if we played in the Philadelphia area. So that would probably be the first place. But who knows? We never know what's going on with the band. (laughs) I think that's great that... You've got a music festival and a radio station that are like, we need you to come here. We've got to have you come here. You've got to come here. What do we got to do to get you here? Well, the thing that cracks me up as well uh, is the station in Philadelphia has already lined up our opening act, Scoopski. And I think, why would they be opening for us? They're like 10 times better than we are. They're going to open for us. Uh, All right, whatever. So they they are serious. They've got opening acts lined up. They're yeah. Wow, this is serious shit, brother. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, Alan and I are two thousand miles apart most of the time. So you know, we, we typically get together once a year and record a bunch of material, and Alan mixes it, and you know, we have our next album. So yeah. we don't really have time to uh, rehearse. It's like good gravy. What well, we would have to take a month off from work and stuff and get together, <laughs> rehearse, so we can play live because we don't want to completely embarrass ourselves. We know we will embarrass ourselves once we get on stage, but we don't want it to be a total flop, just a minor flop. We know? just we just want it to be a minor flop, a smidgen of a flop, <laughs> as they say. So, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the thousandth ship. This is quite the little tune. Yeah, this one, you know, we are we come about our songs in many different ways. Some of them, Alan pretty much writes the whole thing. Some of them, I pretty much write the whole thing. The Thousandth Ship, I came up with the music for it. And what I typically do is when I come up with a song, I'll just make a little one to two minute demo for Alan. I'll email it to him. And then he stores them in a file and all. And he, he's got the first recording of it. And then we build from that. And so I come up with the music for it no lyrics were coming to mind at all for me. And so I made a demo for Alan and you know, I said, Alan, I got no lyrics for this one. Cause usually I sing along with the music, but yeah, here's some music. What do you think? And he got back to me right away. He said, Oh my gosh. He said, some words have come to me right away. He said, you don't have to come up with any words. I'm like, okay. And so yeah, <laughs> Alan came up with the words and you know, it's about uh, a relationship that didn't go quite the way he was hoping it would. And we really don't write a whole lot about relationships. As Alan was telling me the one time, he said, this is like the the only lyrics I've ever written that's actually about anything. He, most of the time, we're just throwing words together. And uh, But this one's about an actual relationship that did not uh, come to fruition. And uh, But it's one where Alan and I, yeah, we went back and forth with the process. I did the writing of the music. He did the writing of the lyrics. And we don't always overlap a whole lot, but we did a lot with The Thousandth Ship. That's awesome. Well, we are going to do this. I'm going to put you on a brief hold here on Skype. We are going to play this tune. And uh, when we come back, we have got more with Glenn and the rest of the uh, good folks in NSK. Here it is. It is your big, big broadcast. Coast to coast. Out and out on 990 WBOP in Rhode Island.
Then it just ends. Like a fish in a hurricane, it's the Jiggy Jaguar experience. You goddamn right it is. It is the big broadcast, and we go back to NSK live as live can get on our big broadcast here on the old Skip Skype. Yes, the Skype, Rooney. And uh, so, what is the situation with the song where you guys are singing, and all of a sudden it just whoop, it's over. It just ends. With There's, a thousand ship? Yes, it just ends. Well, what, actually, you know, we have that. Uh, well, it depends on which version you play. We have our radio at it, which we cut off the ending because what actually the last like 42 seconds of the album version of the thousand ship is it's actually the introduction to the following song, Full Moon Raging. But Full Moon Raging is already over six minutes long. And we thought, good gravy, you know, this is going to be almost seven good minutes gravy. long if we put this intro there. Like, well, let's just put the intro to Full Moon Raging at the end of the Thousand Ship. And uh, so that's what we did on the album. And a bunch of stations started playing the Thousand Ship. We hadn't planned to release it as a single. And I kept seeing on social media stations tagging us having played it. And so we finally thought, well, let's release it as a single. And then the, so we set, sent out another MP3 with those 42 seconds trimmed off. And that's where you get the kind of bloop. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's yeah. awesome. It is Norwegian Soft Kitten with us today. Glenn joins us here on the old Skip Skype. Yes, the Skyper Rooney. And uh, he is back with us to talk about all sorts of different things. So with all the various things that are going on with Norwegian Soft Kitten, what, what's been some response you guys have been getting? Because, you know, radio stations and, and people have just been playing the hell out of your guys' music. 
Yeah, uh, we're up to 100, 130 stations we're aware of that have played us. And we've been nominated. We're a finalist uh, for a radio station in Wales. We're one of their 12 finalists for International Band of the Year. Uh, we were Band of the Month for a radio sta- station in Australia. Uh, what was it, August? We were Band of the Month. Uh, we were also in the voting in a German radio station uh, for Band of the Year. We've had a couple songs go to number one on various indie charts, uh, Germany and Australia, and have charted on a few other indie charts. So the response has been really good. Uh, it's kind of funny, you know, our, our Spotify listeners, you know, are up compared to last year with our first album. And because uh, last year I was just trying to figure out, you know, radio stations, how to contact them and all. And uh, so I had a list of like 100 stations I was aware of. Now that list is up to 700 and some. And uh, so anyway, we were getting hardly any you know, people going to Spotify, iTunes to listen to us. And this year, our numbers are way up. I'm like, yes. And just a couple of weeks ago, I you know, I was talking with Alan. I'm like, Alan, how much have we made on Spotify this year? He's like, well, hold on a second. He's on his laptop. He said, we've made just over $7 this Look year on Spotify. Look at that. Because <laughs> I think it takes 32 streams to make one cent uh, on Spotify. And then Alan and I have to split that. There are two of us. And so it takes in essence, 64 streams for each of us to make a penny. Uh, so we're up to over $7 for the year. So uh, that's why we both still have other jobs. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it is, uh, you know, that that Spotify thing, it's uh, it's, it's it's taken over the world and uh, $7 at a time for bands. Uh, Norwegian Soft Kitten with us today. Glenn joins us here on the old Skip Skype. So... What is your guys' songwriting process like? It, it really varies. Uh, Alan, when we'll get together to record, Alan will bring his stuff. And uh, he, he writes much more intricate songs than I do. He, he's a much better creator of, of music than I am. And his lyrics are typically a lot more interesting than mine. And uh, mine are usually a little more straightforward. I'll get him a demo Uh, I'll record the guitar parts, the lyrics, and then he'll build from there, add in the drums and bass that he plays. And uh, but with Alan, uh, we record here in my house in Indiana. So he'll come from L.A. and he's like, "Okay, I need you to do this. And I'm like, like, what? He's like, well, I'm not quite sure. And I'll mess around with the guitar. Oh, yeah, I like that. Now play that four times quickly. Okay, And okay, now do and I'll just mess around. And after like half an hour, he's like, all right, I got what I need for that song. And I think, what the hell just happened there? I don't know what I did. You know, he's got me fingering chords I've never fingered before until it sounds right to him. And he's like, all right. He's like, I got what I need. I I just take his word for it. It always turns out fabulous. He's getting what he needs. Uh, So in that regard, I never know what to expect uh, with a song from Alan. Sometimes he'll tell me, hey, I need some chords for a song. you know, and I'll come up with something ahead of time. He said, yes, that'll work. Or for a few songs, uh, like our song from our first album, Lord, Lord, uh, Alan said, you know, I, what if we wrote a song where Jesus was having a bad day and he needed a, a little pick-me-up song or something? And, you know, a, a hymn to himself that he would sing. I'm like, Alan, I got this one. And so I wrote the music and lyrics to Lord, Lord, and I played it for him then a few days later. 
And he's like, that is 180 degrees different from what I had in mind, but I love it. And that's what we went with. Uh, and yeah, so that's happened a few times where Alan will have an idea for something, but he doesn't quite know where to go with it. And I'll just kind of commandeer the project uh, from there, that song. So it, it's just kind of however, whatever works for getting the song done. Uh, we have many different ways where we come up with songs. We have got a great guest with us today. Joins us live here on our big broadcast. Glenn is with us from Norwegian Soft Kitten. Uh, I love the music. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, what is what is the next uh, set of music that, that you guys are going to be bringing out to us? Yeah, we're hoping uh, next summer to release our next album. Uh, Alan's been working on the mix and all. We, we have all the... Uh, material recorded when I, when I say recorded when we get together we record all yeah. the vocals and guitar parts yeah. and then alan goes back to la and puts in drums and bass so we have all the vocals guitars done uh he, he's been working on the drums and bass and mixing them he hasn't let me hear it yet but he said it's sounding really good it's going to be another big album we've had uh we had 18 songs on our first album 17 on our second one and we're gonna have with 17 or 18 on this third album uh, our albums have, t have ranged from like an hour to an hour and 10 minutes long. So this one will probably fit that bill as well. And uh, it's going to be more bizarro stuff where we're just on a musical ride. Uh, people have listened to our albums. Uh, we call ourselves a gush band because we just play all kinds of music. You know, we play rock, metal, pop, uh, country punk. We do acapella stuff. We do instrumentals, whatever we kind of feel like uh, for each song. And uh, that's what this next album's going to be. And these songs we actually recorded two years ago this month, uh, all the guitars and uh, lyrics. And recently I asked him, I said, I don't even remember what songs are going to be on our third album. Send me the list if you would. And he sent them to me. It's like, <laughs> I don't even remember of half of these songs. Because <laughs> for me, it's really bizarre that I might come up with a song and for like two days, I just play it hundreds of times over and over, just tweaking the chords a little bit here or there, seeing what sounds right, come up with the lyrics, make my demo for Alan, and then I forget about it when I start working on more songs. And so then when he comes to remember, I have to watch the demo video <laughs> I, I made for him six months earlier, like, oh yeah, now I remember it. And so I record it, sing the vocals, and now that was two years ago. And I've forgotten about the song. So he gave me the list. I only remember like half the songs on our list for the next album. Like, what the heck is that song? And I had to go back through my notes and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. What the heck is that so song? It's going to be a surprise for me. And, and that's one of my great thrills uh, in being in Norwegian Soft Kitten is Alan does all the mixing and all. And then, you know, a year later, two years later, he sends me a mix of the song and it's not it's never a finished mix yet but it's you know usually 80 percent of the way there and it's like i'm listening to music for the first time it's just brand new and it's like wow and i get so excited <laughs> that's amazing we have got a great guest with us today he joins us live here on our big big broadcast talking a little bit about norwegian soft kitten uh you know, one of the things I, I like about what you guys do is you don't take yourselves too seriously. You guys just have a good time. Talk yeah, to us a little uh, bit about that. Yeah, you know, we make music we want to listen to. And if other people like it, that's bonus. Uh, but we mostly like what 
what's what's going to make us happy? What's going to make us laugh? You know, some of our songs are kind of playful and all. Uh, you know, what's going to intrigue us? And up until recently, I've, I've started listening to uh, a jazz singer from Canada, Katya Dinar, a lot. Until I started listening to Katya a lot, like 90% of what I listened to was Norwegian Soft Kitten because we're making the songs I like. And, you know, Alan and I have... <laughs> Even though we're very different, we come from very different backgrounds. Alan's more of a metal background. I'm more of a, you know, 80s British pop, new wave type background. It really works well together. And so I just love our songs. And I'm talking about not taking ourselves too seriously. Uh, it's going to be, we already have the guitars and all vocals laid down for our fourth album as well, which will probably not be out for another two years or so. And one of the songs on that album is Why Do the Amish Hate America? Yes. Uh, and, and I sing it like a, almost like a funeral dirge and very seriously about how the Amish hate us so much. And, of course, I pronounce it Amish just for fun. That's right. That's um, right. Well, I just and, uh, love the fact that Norwegian Soft Kitten, you guys don't take yourselves too seriously. And everything's fun. You don't make you don't make music that's meant to be mean or mocking or any of the nonsense. You guys are just having a blast. <laughs> so. Yeah, because uh, when I listen to music, I want to have a good time and enjoy it. And yeah, you know, I've liked some protest songs, you know, uh, over the years, and all, especially you know, from late sixties, early seventies, and stuff. Oh but yeah, oh yeah. For us, we're just yeah, we're just having fun, and we want people when they listen to us to have fun listening to us, have a good time. That's awesome. Well, before we let you go, my friend, how do we get in touch with uh, Norwegian Soft Kitten online and uh, buy your music, get involved with what you're doing? Oh, yeah, we're on Twitter. I stay up to date with Twitter uh, on a daily basis. What, NS underscore Kitten on Twitter, Facebook, Norwegian Soft Kitten. Uh, We're on Spotify, Deezer, iTunes, Amazon, if people want to stream us, YouTube. We're all over the place. Just Google Norwegian Soft Kitten. You'll get more links than you want. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get more links than you want. (laughs) That is awesome. Well, you are amazing, my friend, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Appreciate it, Glenn. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. There he goes. That is Glenn from Norwegian Soft Kitten. And our next guest is going to join us here in just a few seconds here on our big, big broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio. And, of course, if you want to find us each and every day, we are over there at JiggyJaguar.com. And we have got our next guest joining us here on our big broadcast, Ashley Pater is with us. Ashley, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how you got started doing the music thing, my friend. Well, I, I grew up doing, you know, like a car karaoke, dancing, singing around the house. Uh, my grandfather taught himself how to play seven different instruments. So I guess the inspiration was kind of there already. Um, but it ended up being kind of like my unknown therapy, I guess. Um, growing up, I well, I started doing music very young when I was nine. And growing up, I got pretty badly bullied. So I'd come home and I'd make songs about it, which kind of turned into, you know, like developing my songwriting or my singing. Um, and it was actually a show called YTV's The Next Star that I went to go audition for. Um, that kind of sparked the whole thing with getting a vocal coach and picking up piano and guitar, starting at little 
coffee shops and getting paid in snickerdoodle cookies all the way up to now uh, being a recording artist and performing at festivals and doing all this traveling and stuff. That's yeah, awesome. that's like a little condensed version. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about your songwriting process. It really varies. Um, yeah, the funkiest way is that I would sit in front of a full-length mirror, get a dry erase marker, and just doodle or write. And by the time I got to the end of the mirror, I'd have a song. Um, but I also... You know, if something comes to mind, like a melody or a lick, or I have a mission to write a song called this or a song about this, then I'm kind of just like a songwriting machine. (laughs) That's awesome. We have got Ashley Pater with us today. She joins us live here on our big program. So how do people uh, get your music and support what you're doing? Well, the easiest way is to go to ashleypater.com, where Pater is spelled later, except the L is a P. (laughs) As you can tell, I've said that many times. That's awesome. I I love that. That's great. So, so Ashley, where where do you see yourself in in a couple years? What what are some of your goals as far as uh, your music and everything? Well, uh, to continue growing my audience, uh, creating more content, I got some really exciting projects on the go and uh, some bigger stages. And yeah, I'm just very excited for the incline, Um, like just to keep tracking forward. And yeah, this next year is going to be it's going to be a good one. Every year is busier than the last. Um, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we have got Ashley Pater with us today. She joins us live here on our big, big program, talking a little bit about her music and uh, also some of the other things that are going on in uh, her existence. So uh, tell it like it. Tell me a little bit about this. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Uh, well, it's basically you're in a relationship and maybe things are going wrong. You're starting to notice it. You're just like, hey, like, even if it hurts me, tell me the truth. Um, but I really like being able to give the audience an opportunity to put their own story into things. So with the music video that we shot for this that I directed as well, I want to add another meaning to that. So the tell it like it is in that way is more like tell it like it is, be yourself. Um, no matter where you go in the world, you always come back home. Like that home doesn't leave you. It kind of travels with you. And so that tell it like it is, is like tell your truth. So the song is very diverse and you can throw your story into it, which is why I really like. Fantastic. Well, we are going to do this. I'm going to place you on a brief hold here on Skype. We are going to play this song. And uh, when we get back, we are going to have more with Ashley Pater, who is fantastic. She joins us today here on our big, big program. Now, it's Tell It Like It.
is fantastic. Hey, this is Chris Jericho from Fozzie, and you're listening to the Jiggy Jaguar Show. I know I am. It's where all the cool people hang out, don't you know? God, Chris Jericho. Get a hold of us online at JiggyJaguar.com. We are going to go back to Ashley Pater. She is going to join us here in just a few seconds. Ashley Pater is back with us here on our big, big program. So, Ashley, uh, what has been the response to your music so far? I've actually been getting really good response and it's really cool to see people add it to their own videos or things like that. So you see their little creations or also I'll get lots of personal messages um, saying how, like how the song made them feel or that after a long day, they listened to the song or something like that. And it's just really cool. Cause yeah, you see the numbers um, of people listening, but I guess it gets a lot more real when people actually reach out and, you know, they give you what they actually think of it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. It is Ashley Pater. She's joining us today here on our big program. She is amazing. And uh, she has got a lot of great music out there. How do people buy your music and, and support with what you're doing? You can I... just search up my name on your favorite streaming platform. Okay. And uh, you just go Ashley Pater, Pater, P-A-T-E-R. And yeah, you'll find everything there. Fantastic. Fantastic. Ashley Pater joins us here on our big broadcast. So who are some of your musical heroes and influences? I have a whole bunch, a wide range. Uh, I'd say like Jessie Reyes for her kind of swag, Kalani for her melodies and style. But I really like atmospheric kind of sounds, uh, music you can kind of float in, uh, like a Gibeon. But then I also like the funk of like an Anderson Pack and lyrics of Alan Stone. So it's really all over the place. Uh, but I just take, you know, I like bits and pieces and um, yeah, I kind of create my own identity. That's awesome. Ashley Pater with us today. She joins us live here on our big, big program. So Ashley, uh, do you have any tour plans or, or, or anything coming up? Yeah, I'm supposed to be going to New Zealand. And oh, wow. A tour over there. Right? I, I'm very excited. Um, one, I really like Kiwis and, <laughs> you know, going over there. Um, so I actually, my songs have been doing really well down there. 
And I didn't really know until like a year or two ago. And it just started blowing up there. And I was like, wow. And so we started working with a radio station down there. And we are setting up a tour. So I'm very hyped for that. That It's definitely going to be a new experience. And uh, yeah, very pumped. So what instruments do you play? Because it seems like you play a little bit of everything. Yeah, um, I play guitar, piano, ukulele, drums, bass, um, and one string on the violin, because my violin is broken. <laughs> <laughs> so what was, what was your first instrument that you learned to play? Definitely piano. You know, all kids kind of start on piano. You yeah. know, it's like, hey, go get some piano lessons. So I start with that. Um, and I did take lessons for a few years, but then I didn't really, um, develop into where I'm at now until I took it into my own hands and was like, this is how I want to do it performance style and to be able to play by ear and do all these sorts of things. Um, but yeah, I started with piano. That's awesome. So the next track that we are going to play here is a Christmas tune. Tell us a little (laughs) bit about this Christmas This Christmas, I just wanted a really fun Christmas song that it would be a holiday party essential sort of thing. Uh, This track I wrote and produced myself. I just felt like literally the day I wrote it, I was like, I want to write a Christmas song and it's going to come out this year and I'm just going to do it. And so I started doing it. I was coming along. I was like, okay, I like it. And um, then next thing I knew, I, I basically finished the song in like a weekend. Like just nonstop working on it, and then I just pumped it out. I was like, "Wow!" I was really proud of myself. I was like, "This is like quickest turnaround I've ever done," um, and it's a pretty cool song. That's awesome. Well, we are going to do this. We're going to place you on a brief hold here on Skype. We are going to play this tune. It is called "This Christmas," and it's here on your big program on nine ninety WBOB. Just 
that is Ashley Pater. It's the G. No, we're not. We're 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 not going to do another liner. We're going to go back to the guest. <laughs> That's how this is going to work. Get a hold of us online at jiggyjaguar.com. Ashley Pater is back with us. She is fantastic, and she joins us here on our big program. So you do a, uh, a heck of a lot. Uh, you've got the music. You've got, you know, it, it looks like from uh, your social media, you do a bunch of modeling things. Uh, you just pretty much do a little bit of everything. Yeah, I really like to be well-rounded. Um, so I do acting in that whole uh, scene as well, acting, modeling, and music. Um, but music's the main. So basically what I've found is all these things play into helping my music acting you know that corresponds with performing and mauling how you carry yourself um and interact with others and make connections with things so it's just really cool how all these other things that seem unrelated really correspond into the music career and just make it stronger that's awesome uh you have you. some you have some footage of you performing and there are like four or five little girls in the front row just going insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I think that's great when uh when 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 you know artists do that put put that stuff up so people can see it. I I I think that's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think that was uh, one of my candidate performances. Candidate is always really busy for me, so this year I think I did. I have three different shows, so it's like perform, get in the car, perform, get in the car again. Um, and that was the final show. And I didn't really know what to expect, but when I got there, it was like a full like field of people. And I was like, wow. And those little girls are in the front row. And so when we did like a bunch of sing-alongs and stuff, they're screaming and throwing their hands in the air. And even if they don't know the words, they're dancing and going crazy. It was really cute. Um, and I just love the energy from that night. That was yeah, really that's cool. awesome. So, uh, with, with a lot of your performances and, and, and things, take me through what a typical performance from you is like. Ooh, um, you got to expect to laugh because, I think I'm a really good comedian, um, even if I'm not. So I'll definitely crack some jokes and you'll have a good time. Uh, lots of energy. You're going to be seriously head nodding and be like, wow, this is cool. Um, and yeah, there's just always good vibes, good energy. And uh, when I'm with my band, we all connect very well. So I've been told many times that it just looks like we're having such a good time that it really rubs off on the audience and they're just invested in it, uh, which is also really cool to hear. So, yeah, just a really good time, good vibes, and maybe a little emotional moment. And you're going to be like, wow, this touched my soul. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. It is a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. So uh, what what attracted you to doing music originally? What what was what was the the big thing that got you into doing all this? Well, it's just something I think it's just in my blood, honestly. Like every day, I wouldn't go a day without writing a lyric or singing a song 
or just turning something into a song. I was told when I was younger, uh, like very young, I would actually sing my questions to my mom. So I'd be like, mommy, can I have some milk? <laughs> and she'd respond to me and sing back. So I just can't escape it. Um, I, I literally can't go a day without playing something or writing something. It's just always on my mind, no matter what I do. Uh, so, you know, it seems very fitting to, you know, develop it, put it out into the world and just keep doing it. That's awesome. It is Ashley Pater. She's with us today here on our big broadcast. So we have another song here. Um, okay. Sugar Jesus, Sound Waves. Tell me a little bit about this. There are some really cool producers. Uh, they are based in Toronto, in Montreal. So we're making some Canadian content. And we basically just collaborate on this summer sounding track. Uh, we wanted something that was very upbeat and vibey, kind of like a roof off the car driving down a long highway in the sun kind of feeling. Um, awesome. So then we created Malibu Avenue. Awesome. Well, we are going to do this. I'm going to put you on a hold. We're going to play this track. And uh, when we come back, we will have more with Ashley Pater. And it's here. Let's Show. I know I am. It's where all the cool people hang out, don't you? It's the, okay, there we go. Uh, I wasn't quick enough on the draw. 
We are going to go back to Ashley Pater. She is going to join us here on our big broadcast. Ashley Pater is with us. She is fantastic. And uh, she joins us live here on our big broadcast. And uh, Ashley is such a cool chick. I think I can ask... Uh, I can ask the Ross Long question with, with without getting into without getting too much heat, but uh, when, okay. when 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 me and Ross Long used to interview uh, female musicians on Jiggy Jag TV, mm-hmm. um, he would always ask this question to uh, either you know really cool chicks or beautiful chicks or whatever the case was. He's like, how okay. many? Um, restraining orders do you have to get on some of these pervy guys out there? Um, do, do you ever have an issue with the pervs? Um, or do you have like a security team around you that, 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 that keeps them away? Um, well, so thankfully no restraining orders. We're, we're good. That's good. good. Um, (laughs) That's good. I, I've definitely seen a lot. And I've experienced a lot. Um, And being on social media does that even more. Um, (laughs) I bet it does. Performing to more public crowds does that even more. Um, But so far, nothing I couldn't handle. And um, everyone seems to be respectful for the most part. But you do definitely get some people that want to know too much, personally. (laughs) Or, you know, or they want to... um, like follow you more than like on your social media, just like literally. <laughs> so it's just, it's very interesting. Um, but you know, just gotta be aware of your surroundings, surround yourself with the right people. And uh, yeah, so far so good. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. So I notice a lot on your, your Instagram and some of your other things, you, you, it's not just you up there. You have like a, a band or something with you to tell me a little bit about some of the different people that, that play with you in your live performances. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got some amazing guys backing me up. Uh, we got Max Brown, Connor, we Connor Brennan. I like to call him Connor squared. Um, and we've been playing together for the That's past, awesome. I don't know, five ish years. Um, so yeah, they just, they understand the vision and we, you know, we work together and I direct them and we just craft this music for our gigs and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's been cool because they've been along for the ride. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these musicians, they, they have various people that are with them and, and all, all, all these various things. But, but a lot of times they don't, they just kind of change people out. So I'm glad yeah. to see that you've got regular people that are that that are backing you up and and doing the the thing yeah, with you. For sure, it's just it's just nice, right? You have a relationship; they're like your best friends. And, you know, you make music together, and uh, works fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. Ashley Pater with us today. She joins us live here on our big big broadcast well ashley uh you have been fantastic this that this has been uh amazing and uh thanks for making some time for us today you are uh you have got quite the future ahead of you my friend and uh i i will have to say that uh it is it it is going to be fun to watch your career over the years so uh let us know what's going on and we will talk to you soon thank you my friend 
Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. Really definitely. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it. There she goes. That is Ashley Pater. She joins us today here on our big, big broadcast. And uh, if you missed anything, uh, if you missed the interview or you came in late or what have you, you can always check out our website at jiggyjaguar.com. Our next guest should be joining us here in just a few moments, hopefully. And uh, who knows? Who knows what will take place? Uh, but we are going to do this. We are going to take a top of the hour break. And when we come back, we have got more coming up on the other side. You are listening to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Coast to coast, boda to boda, all over the damn place. It's the Jiggy Jaguar Experience. Hey, office nerds and computer weenies. Forget about Trikey Fest, Computer Fest, and Cyber Fest, because this weekend it's Paperclip Fest. Wow, Paperclip Fest. Wow. That's right. Paperclip Fest. Paperclip Fest is your chance to see the latest in paperclip technology. View paperclip art and learn all about new breakthroughs in paperclip uses for the next millennium. Bring your paperclip questions and talk with factory reps. Don't miss world-renowned paperclip artist Doug Finster, showing off his famous paperclip replica of Mount Rushmore. Even see a miniature house built with just paperclips. Plus, there'll be paperclip seminars going on throughout the entire exciting weekend. Let's get ready to rumble! For the No Shots Band, total tough man cage match paperclip fight between Sneaky Pete the Pervert and Dwayne Rusty Eyes Pinkman. It's all happening this weekend. Don't miss it. Parking is limited, so hurry and get there now. It's Paperclip Fest. Paperclip Fest. Not affiliated with the World Paperclip Organization. Now appearing everywhere, it's winter. Don't miss it. All the way from now until spring. Winter. Warning. Winter may cause cold fingers, chapped lips, and a plummy mucus buildup in the back of your throat. Winter may be responsible for astronomical heating bills. Winter may be affiliated with snow and ice and result in some jerks skidding into your car at intersection. In certain people, winter may cause drowsiness in the mid to late afternoon because of the early sunset. Winter may be hazardous to UPS men who insist on wearing their summer shorts. During winter, avoid licking a cold metal pole. Actual length and severity of winter may vary. Winter. Isn't it great? Just like a gerbil in a batting cage, it's the Jiggy Jaguar experience. He's a talent you will never forget. And now, his unique compositions have been captured on a two-volume CD collection. Bob Forneski and his whistling nostril. Bob Forneski and his whistling nostril will soothe your psyche and comfort your soul with the naturally organic rhythms of Bob's breath. You'll hear whistling nostril grapes like and Bob Borneski's whistling nostril, not sold in stores anywhere. When you think intimate apparel, you think Sears. We're in the middle of one of the coldest winters on record. Global warming, my frostbitten patootie. Indeed. And it's almost Valentine's Day. You want to be sexy, but you need to be warm. I haven't shaved my legs since Thanksgiving. <laughs> that will make any man a puritan. Here at the softer side of Sears, we wanted to bring the sexy back to winter. We've combined the sexy thought with the practical long job. 
Introducing our Long John Thong. Oh! That's right. The Long Thong. Just squeeze into the Sears Long Thong. Like pork sausage into a casing. <laughs> with Thinsulate technology and turn the coldest night into a hot romp. Ooh, and they're all pasty and pale. We call it our Midwest nude color. It's like you're wearing nothing at all. But with less hair. Uh, right. Heat up the cold winter nights in the Long Thong. And for our Canadian customers, the Long Thong comes with knee pads so you can both watch the hockey game. A from the softer side of Sears. Come to Sears semi-annual intimate apparel sale. With 25% savings, you'll come away looking great. There's more for your life at Sears. Back live to the Jiggy Jaguar experience. I just don't even know what to say 90% of the time. Get a hold of us online at J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.com. That is JiggyJaguar.com. We are one subscriber away on Twitch. Help us get there, please. Because I get tired of saying we are one subscriber away. Here is... You're gonna love it. What you are about to witness through the power of audio and video will change you forever. Views or opinions expressed on this program are those of the guest callers and do not necessarily reflect those of the host, advertisers, and affiliates, stations, searches, corrections, and advice. Heard on 50 plus stations across the internet and on brick and mortar radio. Stream to every continent on the planet. The last men standing out here in the new media universe. Many have tried to bring him down and he is forever. Welcome to the Jiggy Jaguar Experience. Communicate with us online at JiggyJaguar at JiggyJaguar.com or dial us up at 1866-763-1242. Check it on Jigman Freud at www.JiggyJaguar.com. You've seen him on All Access Music Group. You've read about him in Talk Radio Wants You. He's been on the 6 o'clock news and now he's in your face and in your ear. Broadcasting from coast to coast like butter and toast, it's the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. And it is hour number two of our big program. Our big program. Uh, the program. Uh, I'll have to have the bucket program. Uh, you just put things in the bucket. Bucket program. Uh, everyone's everyone's always asking me, well, uh, what is what is the program like? And I go, it's like a bucket program. You just put things in the bucket. A bucket program. What in the fuck is a bucket program? <laughs> and that was always my question that I used to always want John to answer was what in the fuck is a bucket program? I don't know. I don't know what a bucket program is. Get a hold of us online. Of course, it is J-I-G-G-Y, uh, J-A-G-U-A-R.com. 
That is the best place to see what we are up to. We are doing it big, as they say. I don't know why they're saying it, but they are indeed saying it. And that is the best spot to see what we are up to over there at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. So, I do that a lot. I always, I, 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 I use that as a crutch. That, that, is, that, is a, um, that is a verbal crutch that I have. So, it's a verbal crutch. So we have been putting a bunch of different things up on our website at JiggyJackWire.com. Oh, man. I overdid it yesterday, I'll have to say. I was over, I was, uh, I overdid it yesterday. I was, uh, I was banging these whores out here. Banging these whores. Actually, I wasn't banging any whores. I wasn't doing anything of the sort, as they say. I don't know who's saying it. I don't know why they're saying it, but they are indeed. Well, they're saying it. So here's what we are going to do. We are going to go to a pre-tape from earlier today that I did with a woman by the name of Precious Williams. Yes, that Precious Williams. And we will uh, do that. And when we come back, we will have more on the other side. Talk with Jiggy right now at 1-866-763-1242. And email JiggyJagwire at JiggyJagwire.com. Welcome back to the big broadcast. We are live coast to coast, border to border on 200 radio stations across the country and around the world. JiggyJagwire.com as well. And you can find us on iHeartRadio. And we have got a great guest joining us today here via Skype. Precious Williams is with us. She's a CEO. She has also got Perfect Pitches by Precious LLC. And the website is PerfectPitchesByPrecious.com. And in the words of the great Frank Cotello, I'm popping my peas all over the place. And we go. I love it. We go to the fantastic Precious Williams. She joins us via the old Skip Skype. Yes, the Skyper Rooney. And um, so, Precious, give us a little bit on your background, my friend. Tell us something about yourself. All right. Well, uh, hi, everybody. I'm Precious Williams, and I am known as the killer pitchmaster because I'll be what? Slay all competition. I've been speaking professionally since I was 16 years old in the inner city of St. Louis, Missouri. Knew I was going to be better than Johnny Cochran, so you know I went to college, went to law school, passed the bar on my first try, came to New York City and realized, you know, I don't really like being an attorney, and to do that for 40 years didn't even sound right to me. <laughs> so with a chance encounter awesome. on a dating site, I met a very famous Hollywood actor who completely changed my life after I left my fiancé. And so when we started embarking on this love affair, I never thought that it would help me start my first company, Curvy Girls Lingerie. I was 327 pounds at the time, not today. And I just knew that there was a, there was an untapped market there. And when people told me I was too fat, too black, didn't have an Ivy League degree, I was like, oh, what? Okay. So I went to an event I couldn't afford, 
pitched to the producers of MSNBC, which was one of the sponsors, and got on Your Business with J.J. Ramberg 10 years ago. And that started me becoming the killer pitch master. In 54 seconds, I walked away with $500,000. And the investors told me, you need to enter pitch competitions. And out of 14 tries, I'm a 13-time national champion, which led me to start my second company, Perfect Pitches by Precious, to really teach the art and science of the killer pitch. And so I've trained over 300 pitch champions. I've been on Shark Tank, CNN, Wall Street Journal, Forbes Magazine. Name it, I've been there, movies, documentaries. And it all started from being able to outwit, outplay, and outlast everybody when it comes to pitching. So that is my background, and that is where we are today. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about the website. Oh, so my website is www.perfectpitchesbyprecious.com. And on that website, you'll really get to see, you know, from where I started to where I am today. So as an international professional speaker, a top Fortune 500 corporate sales trainer, and a four-time number one best-selling author, you'd also see the things that I'm doing as far as events, the things that I am coming out with, the type of clientele that I have, testimonials. You also see if you want to have a consultation with me or if you just want to check out what really makes me the goat of pitching. And so if you go to the website, you'll see it. And you can also take my free quiz, which is which is on the website. And you can take, I'll show you how to take your pitches from trash to what straight cash. So that's your sales, your media, your investor, your speaker, your interview, and your elevator pitch. I'm a master of all six forms. And so if you take that, you'll begin to see why pitching is so important and why everyone, everybody needs a pitch if you want to bait, attract, and close with ease. Fantastic. Fantastic. We have got Precious Williams with us today. Check out perfectpitchesbyprecious.com. It is an absolutely amazing website. So tell us a little bit about some of the books that you've written. Oh, you want to go there? We could do that. Yes. So uh, as I told you all before, the love of my life was that famous actor who died. And uh, I, (laughs) I became a severe alcoholic and I lost everything right after Shark Tank and everything like that. So I walked out of uh, homelessness on September 1st, 2018. And you know, people don't want to deal with someone who's a failure. So I took everything I knew about pitching and redid it all over again. So my first book that I came out with was Bad Bitches and Power Pitches for Women Entrepreneurs and Speakers. I know y'all heard the title, but would you believe this is a number one bestseller review by Forbes magazine in an article called Pitching is Bitching. Never thought Forbes would ever put a curse word in the title. Also, it's a four-time book of the year finals. The reason why I wrote this book is because everybody can give you templates, but no one knows the seven branding personas to pitching. You need the psychology of pitching and to know whether you are unstoppable, if you're flawed, if you're funny, if you're ruled by power, numbers, mysterious, you know, are you creative? And so when you realize which one or two you are, Then there comes Bad Bitches and Power Pitches, the workbook. So this workbook asks you questions and has prompts so you can create the right pitches for your business, your brand, your book, your product, or your services. And then once you get that together, you know, every year I was writing a book. Here's Pitching for Profit, (laughs) the Bad Bitches playbook to convert conversations into what? Currency. You didn't hear me say cash. I said currency. If you have the right relationships, you'll be like NBA young boy, never broke again. This book shows you how to build and rebuild your network so that you can monetize that network and you can teach others how to pitch you for opportunities that may never come across your path. And so that is the reason why I am booked and my clients are booked and they're winning is because the people in their network have now been trained that if, if a certain opportunity comes by, if they hear certain words to put their names into it. And so no, your business development isn't on you anymore. You have a dedicated trusted VIPs who are doing the, de- the, the heavy work for you. And finally, my book that came out this year, 
It's called the Pitch Queen. So again, I used to be called the Killer Pitch Master, and now I am the Pitch Queen. And this book is about my whole journey from poverty to purpose and now profits. So if you ever wanted to know, if you ever, if you love TMZ, you're gonna love this book because this book is gonna show you things like. How did you overcome dating this person? Or, man, you hit rock bottom many times. Or, what? That happened and nobody knew. I'm like, nobody knew. So to come from poverty, poverty mindset into a poverty environment, to discover that pitching was my way out and has been since I was 16 years old, and to actually profit off the very things that they said uh, I would didn't work, age, race, class, sex, sexual orientation, differently able, disabled. I'm a full-figured diva and a plus-size fashionista. I'm black on both sides, no Brazilian butt lift, no six-pack abs. I got here because I clawed my way here. It wasn't because of things happening in the media. I've been doing this since I was 16. And to stay at 43 years old, yeah, I know I look like a whole snack. Come fetch me. I want women and men, kings and queens, to know that just because you've made every mistake, it does not mean you can't go. You can't. You can't still get to the top. I don't have a wealthy family. I'm the first in my family to do everything, even in my community, and yet it hasn't been easy. But to be the queen, you had to fight a lot of battles to get to where I am. So wow. you can do it too. You are amazing. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that latest book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your writing process to bring that book to life. So the writing process for bringing the pitch queen to life, first of all, I was really afraid to really tell the stories that people didn't know. People knew I, you know, I went through homelessness and they knew I went through addiction. They also knew I had a very difficult childhood with a mother who nearly murdered me when I was 12. But with the pitch queen, I wanted to share that as, as, as great as it is to be on those great shows and to be considered, you know, one of the best way back when there were battles of the mind. There was that I dated the wrong people. I hung around the wrong people because I had low self-esteem. And so once I had, <clears throat> once I freed myself from, I, I can only be me. Yes. I wanted to tell the stories. And so writing it was not really difficult when you have a great book coach and publisher but also being able to share the things. And I want people to hear me as they're reading my book. I want them to hear, <gasps> yes, that's how I felt too. <clears throat> and I also wanted them to know that the stories you see, the celebrities, the influencers, you may think their story was perfect and it wasn't. I'm bold enough to tell you that I did a lot of, of terrible things, that I thought so low of myself. I did, you know, who gets kicked out of law school? Who has a nervous breakdown in another? Who, you know, who dates, who dates drug kingpins? And as an attorney, who does that? Craziness that I engaged in. <laughs> but who also, because I went through homelessness, what were the lessons I learned in the last four years? What were some of the biggest mistakes and what were some of the biggest battles that I had to go through to get there? So uh, it was about going into different networks. It was about not allowing my past to dictate my present. And for the people who want to stick on my past, you're never going to be a part of my present or my future. So if I'm going to show you I'm the best in the world of what I do and you're still stuck over here, let me show you. I'm going to go somewhere else that you thought I couldn't go and show you how it was done. And so the writing process wasn't hard. It was just getting over is this too much or will it make my brand look bad? And I was like, May, it's not my brand. It's me. And I want people to know that no one is perfect other than other than Jesus in the Bible. No one is perfect. And you don't know their stories, the skeletons in the closet. I'm willing to expose mine because the thing about success is as you get higher, there are people who are going to come out from the past. 
and they're going to want to say things about you. So I'm going to put it in a book. So whatever you come with, it's already been written about. As Martin Lawrence said, run, tell it. <laughs> we have got a great guest with us today. Uh, Precious Williams joins us here on our big, big program. So this latest book, uh, what kind of reactions have you been getting to the book so far? Oh, my goodness. So when BMW bought the first hundreds of copies for the conference that they were having, I was stunned, right? Because, you know, I'm used to selling to individuals and companies and corporations. But for them to put it all on the line of buy this book, I remember speaking at BMW and people stood in line for four hours to meet me and to get this book. And then when other companies and corporations started buying the book, it was so amazing because they were buying in bulk. And then when individuals who had known me for a long time were reading it, they were like, I never knew. So it's been just this positive. I'm thinking it's going to be, oh, my goodness, precious. I can't hang with you. It it was was the total opposite. (laughs) It was like, girl, went through that too. I was too afraid to say it. Or men. It's kind of like when men buy my other books, they're like, oh. Now I knew why I liked you. You real. You're a real woman. You're real. You can be like, like you think you because you see someone on television, they did everything right and they didn't. Like, what I love is that when people meet me now after reading this book and my other books, they're like, how you show up is how you really are. I said, yeah, for the 30 years I wasn't. For the 30 plus years that I... I am so delighted to be here. Now I'm like a wrecking ball, like Miley Cyrus. And it all makes sense. When I step, it's, it's a great Ty Goodwin always says, when you step into your purpose, another woman can step into hers. So if you think you have to be demure or someone who has to be in the background, I'm not her. And so I finally put myself in the foreground of my own story. I am the main character. And I encourage others that the things you think are going to hold you back are going to be the very things that humanize you. And now people will want to work with you because they are, you know, it's nice to see people on yachts. It's nice to see people living the high life. But, baby, I can go into local establishments and, and keep it and keep it cute. I can go anywhere and be colorful and bright and just be me. And so I love the fact that. With these other books, they love me. With this one, it was like, I feel her now. She's just like us. She just has an extraordinary talent that she only found out about when her back was against the wall. The only reason I became a pitch champion is because I had to win those competitions because I needed that money. <laughs> okay. We have, <laughs> we have got a great guest with us today. <laughs> she joins us live. They don't expect you to say that, do you? <laughs> she is fantastic. Precious Williams is with us. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. So who is your target audience for this latest book? You know, my target market for this, for uh, the pitch queen, was women of a certain age. Women in their late 30s all the way up until senior citizen age. Women who are professionals or women who are in transition, who are deciding, should I stay in corporate America or should I start something new? And that can mean a new business. Uh, it can mean leaving a relationship to go into the great unknown. I wanted those women to really feel me. I also wanted men, you know, because I'm around the age where people start having midlife crises because they they, they held things in the closet so long and the closet starting to come out. And, <laughs> I mean, they caught, like, that's awesome. Mistakes and, they, like, the, and they're like, hold up, let me go be younger. I ain't got to be younger. I just need to embrace where I am today. So, I, I you know, do I look like I'm 16? No, but do I want to? No, there's a gift and experience, but there's also a gift in knowing what your secret weapon is. 
And your secret weapon is when you can come out and showcase that talent, a skill set, and that ability. As much as people want, as much as society says you need to look, sound, and act that way, I'm a black woman, so I'm never going to turn into 16. I'm never going to turn into a stick figure. I'm never going to turn into I came from a particular family or I had all these connections growing up. That's never going to happen. But what do I have in my arsenal? Creativity. What do I have in my arsenal? I've studied the great so long, but they've never studied me, which means my story is always going to be different. And so love your story and embrace it. And also, it's not going to be the thing that holds you back. Fear, worry, and doubt, and the weight of others' expectations. And so when I found myself deciding this story, some of these stories needed to be told now, it has made it so much easier for people to see me. So to go from a bad bitch with a power pitch to the pitch queen makes so much sense. You are amazing. We have got Precious Williams with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. So what is the overall theme of this latest book? The overall theme of the pitch queen is that a poverty mindset or growing up in difficult circumstances will not hold you back unless you allow it to. Racism, ageism, sexism, all of those things that are perceived flaws truly are your secret weapon and it's in how you utilize it. And if you want to get the VIPs, if you want influence, you want people like you to notice you, you have to do something big and bad and bold. And it just so happens I'm blacker and bolder at the same time. So I'm willing to go out and show what, how, it, how it really can be done. And it's not necessarily the most formulaic way, but it is taking those dark and difficult stories and using it as fuel to push you forward. There is no way I thought I would go from being a, a world-class attorney in the great state of New York to being an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, four-time number one best-selling author, top Fortune 500 corporate sales trainer, and uh, international professional speaker. And I walked out of homelessness four years ago. So rock bottom I've hit multiple times. And every time I've come back, I've come bounced back harder and came with Beyonce. When I walk, I walk with a vengeance. And they love it when I talk because I ain't pretending how I got here. Amazing stuff. It is uh, Precious Williams with us today. She joins us live here on our big, big program. (laughs) So who do you envision to be the potential readers for this book? The potential readers for this book that I see, I definitely see, you know, like I said, women of a certain age, professional women, but I also see college students. I also see high school students. Because what I wrote in here is real, and some of them have gone through some of these things or will experience them as they get older. I also love that business schools and that professional schools have purchased these books, has purchased The Pitch Queen because it makes, makes me seem more accessible to them. I also love the fact that my readers have been as young as nine years old. I didn't give a nine year old the book. But their mother did because they wanted them to to understand that sometimes the journey of a of a black woman professional isn't the journey of others. And so even with pitfalls, you can still make it. And here's another beautiful thing that I think it's lost. We have we're not all the same. We're not all the same. I'll tell you, you you uh you've hit that on the head, my friend. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, people expect you to be a certain way and it's like I- i'm precious 
And when I said I'm a wrecking ball, I don't get hired to come in and look with the suit and everything. I come in, I remember when to Google and I had blue hair and they were like, oh, we love it. I'm like, how many years was I told that I had to have straight black hair, wear the blue That's suit? Right. And I decided that I'm not because you didn't hire me to be everybody else. You hired me to, to plot twist, flip the script, to show you how to bait a truck and clothes in a new way of marketing and advertising. So if that's what you want, I'm going to come in and I represent my brand and I represent Precious and everything that I do. And you will see why the results and the results and the goals have been met because you didn't get the average to rent of an ordinary. And this book, just like every other book, will show you I am the only choice that matters when it comes to pitching. Yes. Communication skills. I'm the only choice. We have got uh, Precious Williams with us today. She joins us live here on our big, big program. So uh, on social media, where, 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 where do we find you? How do we get in touch with you? All these various things. Okay, so to get in touch with me again, I'm Precious Williams, the killer pitch master, a.k.a. the pitch queen. On LinkedIn, I am Precious L. Williams, killer pitch master and if you want to connect don't follow me connect with me say you you heard me and you saw me on this show <laughs> on facebook i am at perfect pitch p on twitter i'm at perfect pitch p on instagram i'm at perfect pitches p and on youtube my thing is perfect pitches by precious and here is another website that we're going to be turning into. So from Perfect Pitches by Precious, later on next year, we will turn into the perfect uh, perfectpitchgroup.com. And that's where you could also get my book if you my book if if you so if you're so inclined to learn more about me. But those are the ways that you can reach out to me on social media. And I look forward to hearing from all of you. Well, you have been fantastic. Thanks for making some time for us. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again. Uh, Me too. Thank you, Precious. This has been fun. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you, my friend. You too. Thank you. Appreciate it. There she goes. The fantastic Precious Williams today. She is amazing. (laughs) That was fun. And uh, that is that. So. We will inevitably see you next time. Thanks for joining us here on the World Famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast back in a few. Jericho from Fozzie, and you're listening to the Jiggy Jaguar Show. I know I am. It's where all the cool people hang out, don't you know? Do you like chili? Really hot chili? Then you should try O'Malley's new really f***ing hot chili. That's right, O'Malley's new really f***ing hot chili is so hot, it's guaranteed to burn the roof of your f***ing mouth or your money back. Made from the hottest jalapenos, spices, and peppers. After just one bite, you'll say, wow, that's the hottest f***ing chili I've ever tasted. That's O'Malley's new really f***ing hot chili. From the maker... Could rob a liquor store or steal a car or even do a job for the guys who wear fancy suits and pay no taxes. But that would be illegal. Introducing a new better way to get money fast. It's Johnny K.
cash. The new concept in fast money. It's not an ATM. It's not a loan shark. It's just a man in black with a fistful of green. Hi, Mr. Cash. Can I borrow 10 bucks? Oh, uh, anything to keep a loyal fan on the right side of the law. Here you go. Gee, thanks, Mr. Cash. Don't mention it. Visit your convenient Johnny Cash location and beg your next cash advance. It'll keep you out of Folsom Prison. Johnny Cash. Get fast money now where you see the burning ring of fire. Find the Jiggy Jaguar experience on social media. Okay, so we were supposed to have uh, in this segment, we were supposed to have a we were going to do a first of its kind, a porn watch along, but we weren't able to get everybody organized because a lot of these porn people, it's like, it's like trying to herd cats with some of these porn people. So we didn't make it work. We have another pre-tape we are going to go to. This is with Tony Walker. Live here on our big broadcast. We are going to call them on the old Skip Skype. Yes, the Skype-a-rooney is this. Eh? And uh, we are going to go to our next guest. They are going to join us live here on our big broadcast. And I think we've got Tony. Tony Walker Financial. This is Shanna. Hello, uh, I have, uh, I think I may have dialed the wrong number. I apologize. Okay, we called a financial place. Okay, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, I think we called the wrong number. I think we called a, uh, we called some, some who's what's it. Some who's he wants it, as they say. I don't know who's he, and I don't know what's it. As the great Rush Limbaugh would say, I don't know where who's he what's it works. I don't know what a who's he what's it does. And I don't know where a who's he what's it works. I don't know what they think about, and I don't know. I don't know about it. Well, as Barco would say. <laughs> That's what Burka would say. A great Ellen Burka. Okay, well. I don't know what to say, so I will not say anything at all. But that doesn't make for good radio. Get a hold of us online at J I G G Y J A G U A R dot com. Go to the all-new, updated JiggyJaguar.com. That is the best spot to see what we are up to. And I'll tell you, we have got all sorts of things going on over there at the big broadcaster's website. I'm very proud of the all-new JiggyJaguar.com. I know there's a lot of uh, PR companies and a lot of people who uh, run their mouths about us, and they say that uh, we don't have a good website, uh, when in fact we do. So uh, 
go over and see what it is all about over there at JiggyJaguar.com. Okay, let's see if I can uh, get in here, see if I can figure out. Uh, I think I had the right number. But um, I need to get a hold of Tony. Tony Walker's office. Hello, this is James Lowe calling Tony for his radio interview. Oh, perfect. Just a moment. No problem. I think we have the right number to begin with. <laughs> I think we have the right number to begin with. Tony Walker Financial. Hello, this is Tony. And I think we've got Tony with us. Tony, welcome to the broadcast. How are you, my friend? It is uh, James Lowe calling you for your radio interview. How are you, sir? Oh, very good, Mr. Lowe. Doing well. So, let's talk about this brand new book, The Adventures of Tony Baloney and Cookie, which, by the way, is an amazing, amazing title. Go to TonyBalonyAndCookie.com. Yes, that's a real website, and yes, it is fantastic. And um, the author joins us today here on our big broadcast. So tell us a bit about this book. Well, James, uh, it all started... Uh Approximately a year ago, I've got two young grandchildren, Scout and Ivy. Uh, they're now ages four and three. And, of course, I love telling stories. Even in my business world, I like to tell stories. So we just kind of, you know, at bedtime, I'd read them a book, and then I started making up stories about my childhood. Some of it was true. Some of it was just make-believe. And the more I told about my childhood, and I really did have a dog named Cookie, and my brother Marty and Mom and Dad just, you know, made up stuff, uh, I noticed they really were thinking about it, enthralled about it, wanted to hear more. So I told him, I said, well, what you need to do is write a book. So I've written several other books on finance, but I use them as my focus group. And I would come up with titles of the stories. And what do you think about this? Uh, whether it was Tony Baloney Learns to Swim or whatever, I'd make up the stories, try to make them rhyme. And then we kind of collectively, I wrote about 15 short stories, read them to them, and they helped pick them out. And then I got with an illustrator and another person that helps lay out the children's book. And kind of the rest is history. So, uh, But it was a fun project and, quite frankly, uh, actually more rewarding than the other books I've ever written, you know, just to write write a book that your grandkids helped write and then to give them a copy of that book and read it to them. It was pretty special. That's awesome. So this uh, this cover is amazing. Tell me a little bit about the cover of the book. Well, years ago, I wrote another book called Don't Follow the Herd. Again, a financial book. And a gentleman by the name of Chuck Jones, who I just met through happenstance, I gave him a vision of what I wanted on that book with, would be cows falling off a cliff, following each other. And, I mean, the guy just nailed it. He's a very good illustrator. So I told Chuck, I said, I want to write a book about me and my dog, Cookie. And I sent him some pictures of my childhood. And, uh, again, he's just very good at that. If you saw the actual pictures of me and Cookie, very close uh, resemblance. He kind of doctored it up a little bit. And what was funny, he sent it back to me. and It was ready to go. And Ivy, my youngest, said, uh, you don't have your glasses on. I wear glasses. And I said, well, I didn't wear glasses back then. And she said, we well, need glasses. So I called Chuck and I said, Chuck, we need glasses on Tony Baloney. So he, he put the glasses on. And in a way, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, it may be younger kids that have to deal with glasses and feel funny about it. 
you know, they can see Tony Baloney had glasses too. So it's it's also a feel good book for kids to encourage them and and to just have some fun and read some funny stories. So, uh, but uh, Chuck Jones gets all the credit for uh, the illustrations in all the books, uh, all the book. It is Tony Baloney, The Adventures of Tony Baloney and Cookie. The author joins us today here on our big broadcast. So tell us a little bit about your particular writing style, my friend. Well, yeah, I've got a different writing style. I've I've loved writing. I've written for years. Uh, I even produce a television show here in Kentucky that's on weekly. It's called The Worry-Free Retirement. In fact, we have our own studio here and just recorded a show this morning, so I do all the writing for it. So, yeah, I mean, I've not I've never been a trained writer. I wouldn't say I'm a great writer. I write the way I talk. And that's kind of my style. I try to use very simple terms. Uh, in my world of finance, I work with a lot of people that you know, are what I call the saver personality. And over the years, I've just had to learn to talk in a way that they can understand you know, what we're trying to do with their money and how to help them. And that just translates to my audience. So my thoughts are if I'm talking to three, four, five, and six-year-olds, I need to talk in a way that communicates with them. You know, And there needs to be some silliness and there needs to be – some things that normally you and I both know as adults would never happen, like Tony Baloney climbing over a fence to see the elephants or whatever, you know, but they like it. I don't know. I might I might climb over some fences to see some <laughs> elephants, brother. <laughs> oh, I probably would, too, given, given the opportunity. But, uh, <laughs> but no, and, and actually as a child, I was pretty mischievous. I mean, I didn't quite pull that off. And then, the, the uh, for instance, the accident with Cookie getting under my bike, that actually happened. I... That resulted in six stitches and the raking leaves. Uh, that really happened where we help uh, my father, Papa Dick, with chores. So there are a lot of uh, true stories kind of weaved in there. But um, but that's yeah, that's my writing style. I kind of write the way I talk and how I think is the best way to communicate to people. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast talking about the incredible book, The Adventures of Tony Baloney and Cookie. So tell me a little bit about your writing process and bringing this book to life. Yeah, so what I would do every time I made up a story, uh, as I told it to Scout and Ivy, and especially Scout. Scout is a year older, but really you can tell is inquisitive. Her mind was really working, and she would say, tell me more. She'd always say, tell me more. Tell me another one. Well, then I'd known I'd kind of hit a high note there, so I would kind of already have a mental note of what that was. I would go back into my laptop when I had time and try to recreate the story I told. Then I'd go back and polish it up, make sure there was – a little rhythm to it and some rhymes, and that would be it. I'd save that in my Word document, and then sometimes, and I'm I'm a weird sleeper. I wake up a lot in the middle of the night. If I've got something on my mind, a lot of times I'll just write it down or type it into my laptop, and that's the way a lot of these stories evolved, you know. Um, and there's even more than that that I could come out with a second edition. So what I did was I had probably about 15, as I said, and I had them help me pick out, you know, the 9 to 11 top stories. We didn't want the book to be too long, uh, we wanted it to be a book where you could sit down with a child. Uh, the stories are very short, um, but I've found that most of the people that have purchased it so far and read it to their young youngsters uh, have said that they all sat through the whole thing in one sitting. And it doesn't take long to go through it. Even if you read it slow, you can, you know, you can be done in 15 minutes. And there's a table of contents. So if somebody, the kid, really wants to learn about Tony Baloney going to the circus, you know, you can find it at the front and turn to that one real quick. And at the very end, there's a fun exercise that one of the illustrators came up with, and that's, and the kids love that. At the very end, you try to find Cookie, the dog, who's embedded 
throughout the book, little pictures of Cookie. And I found that, you know, like everybody, everybody loves dogs. So my gut feeling is this little character Cookie, this actual dog I had, may be the the one that uh, steals the show. Um, so it, it's, it's just been a, a fun venture. I can't tell you how much fun I've had with this. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live, The Adventures of Tony Baloney and Cookie. We've got the author with us today, joins us live here on our big broadcast. So what do you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book? Well, I'm I'm kind of one, and, you know, I'm, I'm 62 years of age now, and if you hung around me, uh, even around kids, I just like to have fun. Um, I think it, here's here's what I boil this down to. And one reason I wrote this book, and in fact, my next step, I'm I'm working with animators trying to make a cartoon of it. I'm so that's awesome. I think it's just very uplifting. Yeah, that's my next step. I've already ventured down that road, but I think, um, quite frankly, James, I just think people are taking things way too seriously nowadays. And uh, I look back when I grew up in the '60s as a kid and '70s. I mean, you know, things were serious, but things were nearly not that serious. Kids didn't have all of the video games and all this. And I think in some ways they're not really allowed to use their imagination. So I think if they can identify with Tony Baloney and Cookie, the innocence of the time back then, the things we did, um, hopefully they can then too kind of spur their imagination on to just have some good, clean fun and maybe even come up with stories of their own or things they would like to talk about or use their imagination. So that's what I think the fun of it is. I enjoy, you know, messing with little kids. I love the way their imagination can run wild. And, uh, you know, you're not really inhibited by, well, that's a silly story or that would never happen. And to me, it's just all about having fun with these youngsters. And uh, that's that's really what the book is for. Well, the book is amazing. Uh, What is next for you as an author? Well, as I said, I you know I've, I've done, this is my sixth book I've written, but the first five were financial. Um, I I kind of like this kid's journey. I mean, I've been doing the financial world a long time, and it's not that I won't write another book at some point, but I really want to see if I can flesh out uh, the character of Tony Baloney and Cookie. And like I said, uh, it, with some animation, maybe a, a part two, maybe down the road, um, the books about Tony and Baloney and Cookie are more of a story about one subject. You know, not a long book, a very short form book, but maybe take it a little more in depth about some of their adventures. You know, um, but uh, that you know, you know, when I think about books, I still read to them. One of my favorite books as a kid was Artie the Smarty. You know, that was an old book, real popular. Ah, <laughs> <it was the laughs> <same thing>. yes. <laughs> Do you like Artie the Smarty? I'll tell you, I, it's fantastic. I, 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 I'm, I'm amazed that you brought that up. I think it's great. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's still my favorite book, and I still read it to him. I mean, but I'm, I'm kind of an Artie the Smarty. You know, I'm. That's I wrote a book called Don't Follow the Herd, and that book was based off of Who Moved My Cheese slash Artie the Smarty, and the idea there was don't always follow the herd. You know, the if you're wondering why the water tastes funny as you're drinking downstream from the rest of the herd there's probably a reason why so you know that kind of thing <laughs> that's awesome too you know yeah it so i i like those kind of books that kind of challenge the imagination get people to think differently ask the question why not you know why can't we do this or that or whatever so uh so i don't know i'm really excited about the animation it's going to be about six months before this gets done but i'm curious to see how this looks in for lack of a better word cartoon form and then, you know, see if we can continue to build the brand out, for lack of a better word, of Tony Baloney and Cookie. That's the goal. That's fantastic. So this book, you've put a lot of time and effort into the book. Talk to us about the character development with this book. 
Yeah, that, you know, that the character development in terms of me, you know, Tony Baloney, that that was easy. I really just the, a lot of that stuff really happened in a different way, possibly in some ways. But it really did happen in childhood. I really did have a, a mom that now my grandkids called Ma Joe. I didn't call her Ma Joe, but that's what they know her as. And then my uh, my father, who's been deceased for years, my kids called him Papa Dick. So although in real life, I just called him mom and dad, I thought I'd kind of give them names, you know, Ma Joe and Papa Dick. My brother Marty, he's still alive and well. He was my only brother, and we were real close and still are to this day. So uh, the swimming at the hotel, if you look closely, there's it says in in the back. I grew up in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, back then, we didn't have a lot of money. You know, we were lower middle class. My dad knew the judge executive there in Lexington who happened to own a small little hotel with a pool, well, that's where we'd go crash the pool. You know, we'd go swim there. That's uh, That was the actual pool we swam at. So it, it really is just things that happened in my childhood. They're, for the most part, real-life instances, uh, settings, and um, just kind of let the – just tell the story of what we were doing with a little bit added splash here and there uh, dashed in there. That's about it. We have got a great guest with us today, the author of The Adventures of Tony Baloney and Cookie. Before we let you go, my friend, how do we get in touch with you online and uh, get the book? Yeah, well, of course, the book is in major booksellers, and it's a print-on-demand, so you can order it pretty quick either through Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, Joseph Beth, I've noticed they're listed there. Um, so you'll get that book pretty quickly once it's ordered. Uh, we have a website at TonyBalonianCookie.com if you want to go visit that. It's just kind of a fun little site. But, yeah, I would I would just ask as a huge favor to your listeners, uh, I assure you, if you get this book, you're going to enjoy it. Um, it's really not about the money at this point for me. You know, it, it really is. I just would like to see this thing really get out there and share it with a lot of young kids. And obviously, if you get it and read it to your young ones, and if you really like it and they like it, would appreciate a review online and See if we can get the message out and the, the warm and fuzzies that Tony, Tony Bologna and Cookie will provide you. Fantastic. Well, you are amazing. Thanks for making some time for us today. I look forward to uh, chatting with you more down the road. And uh, just thanks for writing a great book here, my friend. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me on, James. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. There he goes, the uh, author of The Adventures of Tony Bologna and Cookie, Tony Walker, with us today. That wraps it up here for this segment. We'll be back with more. Like a blowfish in a twine factory. It's the Jiggy Jaguar Experience. The biggest group of the early 90s is back together and on tour. It's the Four Non Blondes Reunion Tour. Hear Four Non Blondes live, performing their extensive catalog of hits, like this one. And this classic. your tickets now for the four non-blondes reunion tour with special guest the other guy from Millie Vanilli. Excuse me, dirty serial killer looking guy. 
with the sledgehammer? Why did I stop here? Do you know the way to Route 70? No. Oh. What is that? That's the money you could be saving by switching your car insurance to Geico. Must have been following you for miles. Looks tired. Oh, yeah, well, I'd just blow them on hookers and beer anyway, so. Hmm, that seemed to perk him up. Yeah. In fact, I might just walk over, grab him, and take him to a strip club. Never seen him look so happy and excited. Hey, boy, want to get tucked into a G-string? Look at him. Practically jumped into your pocket. He's money. He's looking into your very soul. He knows you like to save money. He's made of money. And he knows you want to tuck him into a G-string. Oh, yeah. We put the guy in Geico. Um, wait for me, the lizard. I'd like to go, too. Like a grilled cheese in a Cadillac. Stylish, but yet classy. The Jiggy Jaguar Experience. It was the groundbreaking show that combined an emergency room with pirates. Doctor, this man needs help. Avast me, hearties. Strap him to a gurney and bring me my rum. And now, after all these years, it's time to say goodbye. Doctor, I'm afraid we're losing him. No, we're not, nurse. There he be, right there. I mean, there. It's the season finale everyone will be talking about if they're bored to tears. Doctor, it hurts when I do this. Well, then, you scurvy dog, don't do that. Don't miss the final episode of ER. Tonight at 9 on the Ew Television Network. The one with the shows that make you go ew. Tonight on Secret Twin Brothers of the Loud and Famous. Hello, shoe shopper. From Temecula. It's Elmer Likas Affordable Footwear. Oh, God. Now, here's your brand manager, Elmer Likas. Seven minutes left in the moccasin sale. This is not your regular shoe store. No. Tell us about you and Tom. Well, as boys, we used to sneak into the outhouse and pretend it was a radio station. Elmer and Tom's Toilet Talk. How did you end up in Temecula? First, I decided to become a right-wing wacko. Then I ended up a convicted felon. What about the shoes? Oh, that. Well, it's a great way to peek off women's skirts. Really? Really. One has a show. I live in the city of Los Angeles. The other, a shoe. Can you sign my instep? Not if you're wearing panties. Not. Meet Elmer Likas, Tom's forgotten twin. Do you care? You're gonna love it. Mother crank it. You've got Jiggy Jaguar. Podcasting from www.jiggyjaguar.com. Okay. Ha, ha. Welcome back to the big show. Oh, big show. That's what I used to used to call it. We still do, but oh, big show. Get a hold of us online at JiggyJagwaya.com. Well, let me see here. 
nominated for an ABN. That uh, that is something I would love to know if we ever got nominated for that ABN award. I don't think we probably did. And even if we did get nominated for an AVN award, it's not like we're going to, uh, it's not like we really have a shot at winning. (laughs) It's not like we have a real shot at winning. But uh, get a hold of us online at JiggyJaguar.com. Lots of things are going on. Lots of things are happening. Uh, What is Nerds of Porn? What is that? I don't know what that is. Something. Something. Transmus. What is Transmus? A trans-themed Christmas deal. Transmus. The hell's a transmus? I don't know what that is. So, what? The Avian Awards. Um, 2023 we're going to be there we're going to be in Vegas we're going to be making it happen where is this thing because I would love to know if we got nominated for an award or I would love to know who was in the uh, who was in the running for the award? That that would be fun as well. Nominees. Let's see if there's. Okay, so there's a video and web category. There's a best actor featurette. There's a best actress featurette. Best all female group sex scene. Uh, best anal, best anthology, best art direction, uh, best directing, best editing, best featurette, best gangbang scene, uh, there is a MILF performer of the year. There's a trans performer of the year. Most outrageous sex scene. Uh, One of the things that is in the outrageous sex scene. Let's look at this. Eight on one double anal gangbang goes wet. Busted T-girls. Trans performer of the year. I know a couple of them. Uh, Pleasure Products of the Year, Best Fetish Manufacturer, uh, Best Web Retail Store, but there is is no 
Um, I guess there's pre-nominations. You can pre-nominate people. But the pre-nominations are closed. See, I would like to know if we made it onto the uh, the best podcast thing or whatever. Best soundtrack, best star showcase, best thespian, best three-way, best trans group. Best trans newcomer. Virtual sex scene. Uh, there isn't anything here for podcasting. MILF performer of the year. Best lubricant. Yeah, there's 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 nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Nothing. Uh, let's see, AVN Awards press form. I've already filled that out. Uh, does not include access to the AVN Adult Entertainment Expo. What? Please note that the AVN Award Press Credentials does not include access to the AVN Adult Entertainment Expo. What? What is this? AVN Awards Press Form. So if I register for this, what the fuck? Okay, I don't know. Okay, well, that wraps it up here from this edition of our big broadcast. I thank you for tuning in, paying attention as long as you have, and we will see you next time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.